0: Good evening. Thank you so much for joining us tonight uh, for our time of ministry in the Word of God and our Bible study. God is so good. We're so thankful to Him. He's so faithful, so merciful, so kind. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He's truly done us well. He's truly, truly done us well. I trust that you and your loved ones are doing well, that you are enjoying the goodness of the Lord in this season. This is a glorious season. It's amazing, all the things that, that the Lord is doing in the midst of his people. Glory be to God. Wherever you are joining us uh, from in the world and through whatever platform you are joining us tonight, I thank you and I welcome you. And I pray that tonight will be another glorious experience, another glorious encounter with the Lord, with the presence of God, that we will all press in together through his word, and that God will do the amazing in our lives. Somebody say that with me, God will do the amazing in my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen and amen. Glory to God. Would you bow your heads and let's share a word of prayer together. Father, we thank you so much for tonight. Thank you for your mighty presence. Precious Holy Spirit, we give you glory and we give you praise. Thank you, Lord, for your mighty hands that are upon our lives. Thank you, Lord, for this beautiful season. Lord, This just every good thing that you are doing in our midst, in our lives and in our families, um, in this in this season of this year, we give you all the glory and all the praise. Father, I thank you for my brothers and sisters, everyone under the sound of my voice who is joining us tonight. Wherever they are joining us from, <clears throat> I speak the blessing of heaven upon them. I pray, Father God, that you were losing upon them tonight uh, the blessings of open heavens. Let the reign of God, the former reign, the latter rain. Lord, let it shower down upon them. Let it soak them in the blessings of God tonight. In the name of the Lord Jesus, losing my tongue, Lord, think through my mind. Help me, God, to to declare your counsel. Lord, all of you and none of me have your way in our midst tonight. Cause there to be illumination and clarity through your word. Grant us understanding. We receive grace, Father, and we bless and we magnify your holy name. In Jesus' mighty name we pray, amen and amen and amen. And thank you so much again for joining us tonight. God bless you. I hope you have your Bibles or whatever devices you use in accessing the Word of God. For several weeks, we have been discussing together in this series of Bible study lessons, Guarantees for Success, Divine Guidance, through the Holy Spirit. Um, I was so deeply blessed by um, the session uh, last week and the previous week, and of course I'm blessed by every one of them, but it was just so powerful last week, and I'm going to try to keep it shorter tonight. I want to keep it at, by God's grace, uh, 45 minutes max. I think the last two services um, have gone as far as 52, sometimes 53 minutes, um, and I think that's a little too long. So I'm gonna to try to get dive into the word of God and I'm gonna to try to close this one um a bit earlier um than usual tonight. So so bear with me. Amen. Are you ready? <laughs> you ready for the word? You excited about it like I am? Glory to God. All right. So our three theme scriptures, uh Second Samuel chapter twenty-three, verse five. David said, Is it not is it not me and my family that God has chosen, He's made an everlasting covenant with us. He guarantees, He, he guarantees my success. He assures, he ensures my protection and my safety and all of that. Joshua one eight, Joshua one eight, He says right there, um, this book of the law will not depart out of your mouth, but you will observe to do according to um, all that is written therein, uh, and then. You will uh, make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Glory to God. Third John and verse two, especially in the Living Bible, it says, I pray that all is well with you, that you are healthy, that you are doing well, you are healthy, even as your soul also um, is well. That is really what success is, is turning out well in every area of life. That all is well with you. That is success. Is that the things you do, they turn out well. Your life is well. You are blessed. You are prosperous. And that is the will of God for every one of his children. Oh, we started talking about the place of adversity. Does adversity come sometimes? (laughs) Does adversity really come sometimes? The Bible says... Uh um many, as in Psalm, Psalms um uh Psalms thirty-four, I think, I'm not sure, seventeen. Many are the afflictions of the righteous, but out of them all the Lord delivers him, right? He keepeth his bones, not a one of them is broken, I think it is. Yep, um, yep verse 19 i apologize psalm 34 verse 19 many are the afflictions of the righteous but the lord delivers him out of them all verse 20 he keepeth all his bones not a one of them is broken (laughs) earlier in the psalm david david said uh, he said uh, they looked unto him and they were lightened and their faces were not ashamed Mm. This poor man cried and the Lord heard him and saved him out of all his troubles. The angel of the Lord encamps round about them that fear him and delivers them. Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man that trusted in him. Verse 10, the young lions do lack and suffer hunger, but they that seek the Lord shall not want any good thing. Glory to God. Glory, glory, glory be to God. We know adversity is for real. As adversity comes um, comes to all of us, all of us, at some point or the other on our journey, we will encounter adversity. But remember um, what we saw um, last week, reading the story of the children of Israel Uh, When they got to a place called Gilgal, Uh, that word Gilgal means rolling away. The Lord rolled away their shame. It's amazing to me that sometimes the same place of pain, the same place where we have pain, can be the same place where the Lord introduces us to glory. He translates us into glory. That's definitely what we saw with the children of Israel last week in that story in Joshua chapter 5. And we're going to go there in a minute, but let's let's start. I know, I know, I want to finish early, but let's rewind a little bit and start from First Corinthians chapter sixteen and verse nine. That's really a very good place to start. Um, opportunity and adversity, difficulty and opportunity—so awesome, so powerful. First Corinthians chapter sixteen, verse nine. This is Paul. He says, "For a great door." an effectual is open unto me, and there are many adversaries. There's a great door that is effectual, a lot of possibilities, a lot of opportunities, a lot of room to do good, to advance in life and in destiny. Yet, there are many adversaries. It says in the Amplified for a wide door of opportunity for effectual service has opened to me there a great and promising one. And there are many adversaries. He didn't say but. He said and. That suggests to me that in order to succeed in life, adversity must be expected. If we want to succeed, If he had said, oh, there's a wide door of opportunity, a promising one, but there are many adversities. That would suggest, well, well, yeah, there are great opportunities, but you have to deal with adversity and adversaries. Now, when doesn't say but, it says and. So it's almost like they go together. (laughs) And like somebody said, I've I've cited that here in our teachings over the last few weeks. Wherever there is opportunity, there's difficulty. And wherever there is difficulty, there's opportunity. They always show up together. Opportunity shows up and adversity shows up. Almost at the same time. (laughs) Adversity shows up and right in that adversity, there is opportunity. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Goliath, I, I, I love this. Goliath represented a national adversity for the children of Israel. But Goliath was David's opportunity to be publicly recognized as a true champion. Right there in that adversity, named Goliath, a champion emerged. It was an opportunity for a champion to emerge. So beloved, don't be afraid of adversity. Don't be threatened by the thought of having to deal with difficulty. It's definitely one of the major ingredients that creates success in our lives. In fact, I can almost say this with a measure of confidence. Success is almost impossible without adversity. Actually. <laughs> Actually, I, I don't have that in any note anywhere, but, but I, I feel like saying that, and I, and I believe it's backed up by the Word of God. Success is, is impossible without adversity. You cannot achieve success in life without adversity. Dealing with and overcoming adversity. Because the mere notion of success means you go through something. means you have to experience something. And when you experience something and you come out strong on the other side, and you come out victorious on the other side, and we say you are a winner, you are a successful person, that's because you have to win something. That's because you have to beat something. So, success is impossible without adversity. Adversity must come. But the good news is that God always has a plan. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Jeremiah 29, 11, The word of God says, For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. They are thoughts of good, not of evil, to give you. Unexpected end. Woo! Glory, glory, glory. Glory, 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 glory. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. God always has a plan. And God's plan is always for your good. God's plan is always for my good. Regardless of what adversity does, regardless of what the adversaries do, God always has a plan for your blessing. God always has a plan for your better outcome. Glory be to God. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Go back there with me to Joshua chapter 5. Woo, we read that scripture last week. I'm going to read it again and then try to run through a few of the notes that I have. And and, and I'm going to try to close this out a bit early tonight. Amen. Joshua chapter 5. Uh it came to pass from verse 1 that when all the kings of the Amorites which were on the side of Jordan westward and all the kings of the Canaanites which were by the sea heard that the Lord had dried up the waters of Jordan from before the children of Israel until we were passed over that their heart melted neither was their spirit in them anymore because of the children of Israel. At that time the Lord said unto Joshua, Make these sharp knives and circumcise again the children of Israel the second time. We must be strong in the covenant. We must be strong in the covenant. Every guarantee that we are given as God's children is within the covenant. Remember what David said. Is it not my family that God has chosen? Yes, he has made an everlasting covenant with me his agreements are arranged and guaranteed in every detail he will ensure my safety and my success notice it is his everlasting covenant that guarantees his success your success my success it is his everlasting covenant that ensures my safety your safety our well-being it is ever it is everlasting. So we must be strong in the covenant. Folks, my brothers and sisters, we must not be strangers to the covenant. We must, we must not be people who come in and go out periodically. We are there sometimes, we are gone. To, no, like the covenant is just... No, the covenant, we must be strong in the covenant. We must be strong in the covenant. Hallelujah. (laughs) Hallelujah. He said, I want you to circumcise them again the second time. Let's go to verse 7. And their children whom he raised up in their stead, them Joshua circumcised, for they were uncircumcised because they had not circumcised them by the way. And it came to pass when they had done circumcising all the people that they abode in their places in the camp till they were healed, till they were whole. Because there was pain. Pain from the circumcision. Pain. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from off of you. Therefore the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. The word Gilgal in the original in the Hebrew means rolling away. The Lord said I've rolled away your shame. I've rolled away your embarrassment. Notice in the same place. Where they endured pain was the same place where God rolled away their shame and embarrassment. Sometimes the Lord works like that. Where in the same place where we encounter great difficulties of life is the same place that he translates us to glory. Is the same place that he translates us to glory. Hallelujah. 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 The same place the same place. So that's why it's so important that we are not running, running away from whatever is thrown at us in life. Some people run away from adversity. There are a lot of believers who run and hide because they are ashamed, they are embarrassed over difficulties that they've experienced in their lives. They run and they are hiding. The problem with that is then you um, you make it near impossible for the Lord to reveal his glory in that place of pain, in that place of shame. Notice in that same place where they had pain, sometimes in the same place where there's adversity, that's where opportunity shows up. Sometimes in the same place where we go through difficulties in life, embarrassing situations, sometimes that is the same place where the Lord reveals his glory. So child of God is very important. There are a lot of people, they are given the opportunity to, to stand, to stand, and they keep hiding. They run away because in their mind, you know, they don't want to face that. They don't want to deal with that. They would rather hide so they don't have to deal with what people think. No, But don't hide. The same place, the same place of pain, the same place of embarrassment is the same place sometimes where God wants to reveal his glory in our lives. We must learn and train ourselves to stand the Bible says, having done all, stand, stand, therefore, stand. We must learn to stand, not hide. We must learn to stand no matter what you are dealing with. Keep on showing up, keep on standing. The whole world doesn't need to know your story. <laughs> Everybody doesn't need to know what side of the bed you got up on that morning. Nobody needs to know how you got the shirt that you are wearing. Nobody needs to know who gave who paid your who paid for your lunch last night or so your dinner <laughs> last night. Nobody needs to know all those details. But the one thing everybody must know is that you are still standing. You are showing up every day. You are standing. You don't have to hide. Don't run from the embarrassment. Yeah, I know. Sometimes you know embarrassment and shame experiences that are not so good. They make us all feel bad. And if we had our way, we would just want to get away from there. But I'm telling you, beloved, if the Lord puts you there, stay there, stand there. In that same place of pain. God is speaking to somebody tonight. Don't run away from there because of the pain or the embarrassment that it represents to you. Because Gilgal, Gilgal, the rolling away of shame could be in that same place. The victory, the glory that God wants to manifest in your life could be in that same place. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the Lord said to Joshua, this day have I rolled away the shame, the reproach of Egypt from off of you. Therefore, the name of the place is called Gilgal unto this day. And the children of Israel encamped in Gilgal and kept the Passover on the 14th day of the month at evening in the plains of Jericho. And they did eat of the old corn of the land on the morrow after the Passover, on leavened cakes and parched corn in the selfsame same day. And the manna ceased on the morrow after they had eaten of the old corn of the land. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. Sometimes Adversity comes suddenly. Many times, adversity doesn't give us advance notice. Many times, adversity doesn't tell us, oh, um, I'm, I'm on my way. <laughs> adversity doesn't call you say, I'm coming. I'm coming, this is where I'm going to meet you. No. A lot of times, adversity hits us. Bam! Strong. Sometimes we're speechless. Sometimes we don't know what to do. And like we heard last week, I, I hope you are, you are joining us today. Make sure you go back and listen to last week because that was such a, that was just a, such a glorious session, service. I, I wouldn't even say it was a, a teaching service, but just so much that the Lord was teaching out in that service. Adversity comes and suddenly strips us Suddenly, when anyone who has dealt with that, and all of us, anyone who has ever dealt with adversity in their lives, they know how this works because they've experienced it. All of us. I don't know about you. I have experienced so many adversities. It comes, bam, sometimes without warning. And sometimes you might even have an idea of something coming, but the extent of it and the impact of it so is a lot of times is so much bigger so much heavier stronger than what we thought and the reason adversity is sometimes very difficult is there's usually a corridor that we have to walk through a corridor of time adversity hits us bam strong immediately suddenly but god always has a plan and yet the prosperity that comes as a result of God's plan, a lot of times does not come suddenly. It takes time. That's why a lot of times adversity is very difficult to handle because then you have to deal with that corridor. You have to go through that corridor of time when it is just hard. It is difficult. It is tough. Sometimes it comes with pain, it comes with shame, it comes with embarrassment, it comes with denial, deprivation. I mean, you know. But always remember, God has a plan. God has a plan. See, manna ceased. Manna ceased suddenly. But later that year, they ate of the fruit of the land. Look at what it says. Neither had the children of Israel manna anymore, but they did eat of the fruit of the land of Canaan that year. Later that year, God's plan emerged. No matter what difficulty you are going through, no matter what opposition we all experience, God's plan will eventually emerge. God will come through if we will stand. If we will stand, as our Bible says in Ephesians six, stand, 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 and having done all, stand. I'll go and read that after this. Let's let's just let's get to the end of this, and I, I, I'd like to read that one before I share a few of my notes and, and try to close tonight. He says now in verse, verse 13, Now it came to pass that when Joshua was by Jericho that he lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, there stood a man over against him with his sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua went unto him and said, Are you for us or for our adversaries? That must never be a question are you for us? or Are you for adversaries? That must never be a question. It must never be a question in your heart. It must never be a question in your mind. It must never be a question on your lips. That's not to say the question will not come. The question will come. It will try to get into your heart. It will try to pervade your mind. It will try to let itself out from your lips. You must stop it. You must stop it. It must never be a question. Your confidence must always be in God. God is with you. Thou art with me. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, even then I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table for me in the presence of my enemies thou anointest my head with oil my cup runneth over yea surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life and i will dwell in the house of the lord forever notice notice see how confident he is See how come conf- it must never be a question. Lord, are you still with us? Did you take a break? Are you on vacation? That must never be a question in your mind. He is with me. He, the Bible says, the, the one that keepeth Israel, he neither sleepeth nor slumbereth. Psalm, <laughs> Psalm 121. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. The Lord is with me. Make that confession of it. The Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. Today, tomorrow, always, the Lord is with me. The Lord is with me. I will lift up my, Psalm 121. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and the earth. He will not suffer your food to be moved. He that keepeth thee will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper, the Lord. Oh God, Hallelujah. He will not suffer your foot even you move. He will, he that keepeth you will not slumber. Behold, he that keepeth Israel shall neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade upon your right hand. The sun will not smite you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will preserve you from all evil. The Lord will preserve your soul. The Lord will preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. The Lord is with you. And the Lord is for you. That must never be a question. Are you for us? Are you for the... No, no, no. The Lord is for us. The Lord is with us. Remember Emmanuel? The Lord is with us. God is with us. He's always with us. He's always for us. And the Bible says in Romans chapter 8, And if God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be against? If God be for us, who can be against us? That's not a a question. That's a covenant statement. That's not a question. That's a covenant statement. If God be for us, who can be against us? Who can be against us? He who spared not his only son, will he not also with him give us all things? All things. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is God that justified. Who is it that condemneth? Who will condemn? It is God who just, and God is with us. So who, who, who has the ability, the power to condemn us? <laughs> Hallelujah. It must never be a question. It must never be a question. Say that with me. God is with me. Say God is for me. Say God is walking. Say it again. God is with me. God is for me. God is working on my behalf. Say, God is working on my behalf. All will be well with me. All will be well. Everything is turning out right in my life. Everything is turning out right in my life. Hmm. Are you for us? Or are you for adversaries? And the angel said, if it's ever a question for you, there will be no affirmation there. If it is ever a question for you, you will never get the affirmation that God has ordained for you. It must never be a question. God is with us. God is for us. God is working on our behalf. Hallelujah. And he said, Nay, but as captain of the host of the Lord am I now come. And Joshua fell on his face to the earth and did worship and said unto him, What saith my Lord to his servant? And the captain of the Lord's host said unto Joshua, Lose your shoes from off your foot, for the place whereon you stand is holy. And Joshua did so. Look at chapter 6, verse 1. Now Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out and none came in. It was all because of the children of Israel. All this adversity, drama, all uh, uh, these obstacles (laughs) that Satan is throwing in your way, (laughs) is because he knows the value of what is in you. He knows you are on your way to somewhere, and he wants to stop you, and he can't. The only way Satan will ever succeed in stopping you is that you let him. But we're not letting him, right? We're not letting him, amen? Jericho was straightly shut up because of the children of Israel. None went out, and none came in. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I love that, I love that, see The place is shut completely. The gates, they have been bolted. Everything is locked up and locked down. And God says, see, I have given it to you. You have to see with your eyes of faith. You have to see with your eyes of faith. If you don't don't keep your eyes of faith open, you will fall into the deception of the enemy. If you don't keep your eyes of faith open always, you will fall into the deception of the enemy. The Lord says, see. Well, what could he see with his natural eyes? The place was shut up. There was no access. The Bible said none went in and none came out. And yet God said, see, I have given it to you. If you don't keep your eyes of faith open always, you will fall into the deception of the enemy. I'm going to say that one more time. I don't have it in my notes anywhere. The Holy Spirit is speaking to us. If you do not keep your eyes of faith open always, you will fall into the deception of the enemy. And the Lord said unto Joshua, See, I have given into thy hand Jericho and the king thereof and the mighty men of valor, and you shall compass the city. All you men of war, and go round about the six, go round about the city once. Thus shall you do six days. You know the story. And they went round. They kept marching. He said, "Keep marching." The place was was shut up. The place was bolted up. He said, "Keep marching, advancing destiny. Keep marching." So we must stand and advance through adversity. I want to go and read Ephesians 6 because I don't know how I might stop soon. And I want to be able to read that scripture. It's come up so many times tonight in this service. I want to go, I want to go, go there and be able to read it, read it to us tonight. Go there, go there with me. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 10. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. (laughs) We wrestle not against flesh and blood. We're not fighting people. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Take unto you the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, stand and having done all to stand we must be standing. Through adversity, through difficulties we must stand and advance. Stand means stand means you are not falling, you are not crawling, <laughs> you are not hiding, you are standing. I'm standing. That lovely song we used to sing several years ago. I think we still sing it every now and then. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. I'm still standing. But by the grace of God, I'm still standing. Hallelujah. (laughs) When we go through adversity and we plug into the grace of God, we stand. And because we stand, we can advance. We can advance into destiny. And the plan of God will come into manifestation. Opportunity will explode. Manifestations will happen. And success will be created. Look at it. Therefore, take unto you the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And having done all, to stand. Somebody say, I'm standing. Say one more time. Say, I'm standing. I'm standing. The Lord say, I've seen. I've given you. I've given you the city. That's what the Lord is saying to you tonight. I've given it to you. That miracle you are asking for, the Lord said, I've given it. See, I've given it to you. Open your eyes of faith. I've given it to you. I know it doesn't look like it in the natural. That's because Satan is trying to create a lot of drama. He's trying to create a lot of, throw up a lot of smoke so you can't see. God said, open your eyes of faith and see. I've given it to you. I've given it to you. I've given you that success. You have it. It's not just that you can have it. You already have it. It is yours. I've given you that open door. I've given it to you. I've given you that miracle. I've given you that breakthrough. It's yours. That healing is already yours. It's yours. It's yours. Hallelujah. That provision is yours. It's yours. (laughs) That wisdom and direction, clarity, it's yours. See, I've given it to you. It's what the Lord is saying to you tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So important. So important. So important. If we're going to arrive at our next wealthy place, if we're going to achieve and attain unto the success that our Father has for us, we must get that revelation of God's word. We must leave the past behind. We must constantly stand, rise up, and keep moving. We must sell out, commit ourselves to doing the will of God. Always expect miracles and stand and advance through adversity. Stand and advance through adversity. There is life beyond your Gilgal. That place of pain, that place of reproach, that place of embarrassment will also become your place of glory will also become your place of victory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And there is life beyond your Gilgal. There's life beyond your pain. There's life beyond the disappointment. There's life beyond the the, the bad reports. There is life beyond all that. God has a good future prepared for you. You must make up your mind to not stop going. Until you arrive at that good future, you must determine to not stop moving until you arrive at your next wealthy place. Hallelujah! You must not pack it in, you must not, and don't run and hide. Keep on walking, keep on standing, keep on going, keep on moving, and you will arrive. At your next wealthy place. Can somebody say amen? The place of adversity can also be your place of advancement. <laughs> the place of adversity can also be your place of advancement. If you let God work. poison and pain can be turned to power. Ridicule can be turned to miracle. Persecution can be turned to manifestation. Famine and insufficiency can be turned to divine providence if you let God walk. That same place of adversity can become your place of advancement. Those in God's big league use adversity as a stepping stone for their advancement. Think about it. The list is endless. Joseph, Daniel, David, the three Hebrew boys, Job, Jesus, the early Christians, Ruth, Esther. Think about it. The, 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 the Hebrew um, midwives, the same place of adversity can be your place of advancement. The same place of adversity can be your place your place of advancement. glory to God one time the prophet I better wrap this up one time the prophet uh elijah elisha it was second kings chapter four look at it, second second kings chapter four <laughs> He was feeding these people had a miracle fed. All the sons of the prophets, they say, Oh, there's a po- there's poison in the food. There's poison. He said, he, he told, Go and br- they, he, he br- they brought a miracle. They put it in that. They ate that same food, and that food gave them life. The same place of adversity can turn to your place of advancement. Second Kings chapter 4. Look at it real quickly. Real quickly. Verse 38. Second Kings chapter 4, verse 38. Let's read verse 38. Let's read to verse 41 real quick. Let's just read this in the Amplified. Elisha came back to Gilgal, the same Gilgal, the same Gilgal, <laughs> the same Gilgal, the place of the rolling away of shame, the place where the children of Israel suffered so much pain, but the same place where their shame was rolled away, the same Gilgal. Elisha came to Gilgal, came back to Gilgal during a famine in the land, the sons the sons of the prophets were sitting before him, and he said to his servants, Set on the big pot and cook pottage for the sons of the prophets. Then one went into the field to gather herbs, and gathered from a wild vine his lap full of wild gourds, and returned and cut them up into the pot of pottage, for they were unknown to them. Verse 40. So they poured it out for the men to eat, but as they ate of the pottage, They cried out, O man of God, there is death in the pot. O man of God, there is death in the pot. And they could not eat it. Verse 41, and the prophet said, bring me meal. Bring me a supernatural meal. The Bible describes it as a symbol of God's healing power. That's the way the Amplified describes it. He said, bring me meal. He asked for something to be brought. That's the way God's plan is. When God's plan is introduced into the evil plan of the enemy, the adversity that the enemy brought your way, death will be turned to life. When God's plan is introduced into the shame and the pain that adversity brought from the enemy, When God's plan is introduced to it, death will become life. Shame will become glory. Defeat will become victory. Sickness will become healing. Dead end will become breakthrough. Adversity will become opportunity. (laughs) Glory to God. (laughs) He said, uh, bring me meal." Bring me meal. And and the amplifier described it as a symbol of God's healing power. And he cast it into the pot and said, pour it out for the people. That's the same pot. The same people, pour it out now. The same food they ate before that they said was poisonous. He said, pour it out for the people that they may eat. Then there was no more harm in the pot. The same place of adversity can become your place of advancement in destiny. Father, we thank you so much tonight. Thank you for your everlasting love for us. Thank you for your kindness, your goodness, your mercy. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for your word, the revelation of your word, the fresh manner. Thank you for miracle healing power in your word. Thank you for a new life in the place of death. Thank you for advancement in the place of adversity. Thank you for your glorious new plan that translates every situation that Satan brings our way and brings us to our next wealthy place. Thank you. I bless my brothers and sisters tonight. Every one of them under the sound of my voice them and their families. Fathers, we receive your word. Let this word produce fruit in every life. Do a supernatural work. Help them, help all of us advance. Advance through adversity. Help us arrive at our next wealthy place. Father, we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' mighty name we pray amen and amen and amen god bless you saints thank you so much for being with us tonight thank you for your time thank you for celebrating the word of god the revelation of it with us god bless you i look forward to seeing you again next week same time good night